welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host, and I'm joined by the boys today. We will be looking back at the Watford game that we had last night, looking ahead to the Napoli game, the Guna debate, the Prediction League, and much, much more. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. What, what can we say about Emery? He's done everything right, hasn't he? An Arsenal podcast. On the day, I thought he was one of the best three players on the pitch. By Arsenal fans. <laughs> Look at him, he's ready to rumble at any moment. For Arsenal fans. We need a top-class centre-half. We don't need someone's cast-off. This is your Arsenal podcast. He's never going to be a superstar, but he gives 100%. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Strangely Come enough, on. I'm not going to tell my wife when this podcast goes live for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am only joking. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. As I said, episode number seventy-six. God, they're 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 clocking on. Uh, it's just three of us for now. Uh, we may be joined later by Max, but I've got Mike and I've got Manny. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not you're not used to getting up this early, are you, Mike? Yeah. Nah, usually about half seven. Yeah, so just let people know it. Yeah, not it's... half past six. We're a fucking convict who can't be asked to join a podcast. Well, there is that. <laughs> there is that. And he says work got in the way. Fuck's sake, Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, we're doing it at this time to accommodate him. I know, I know. We could have easily done it in the evening. So, Max, one bad one on you. I tell you, yeah, really. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, boys. Did um, we had a game last night, a Watford game, and uh, what did we make of it? Look, at, going into this game, we're in sixth position. We're four points from third. Um, Spurs are on 67, uh, 67 points with thirty three games. Chelsea on sixty six with thirty four games, and with them dropping a bollock at the weekend, this made the game really, really important. Uh, Man United on sixty four points with thirty three games, and uh, we're on sixty three points with 32 games played. So we've effectively got two games on Chelsea. Um, this is a must-win game. Watford came from behind to beat Arsenal uh, in the correspondent match with Tom Cleverley scoring in a stoppage time winner um, last season. None of the 11 uh, previous Premier League meetings have ended in a draw. Uh, Arsenal winning the last four visits to Watford and not losing back-to-back games since 1987 when we lost three in a row. And I don't know who it was. This is where we need Trev to get his... Um, his broadband sorted out, so he can uh, he can give us some facts on that one. Lineups, boys. Um, what did you make a lineup? I was uh, generally I was quite pleased with the lineup. I was glad that Ozil didn't start personally. I um, was glad that Mavropanos was given a run out, uh, and I was indifferent. I didn't think we have much options, but I was indifferent that Mustafi started. Uh, Manny, do you want to go first? Because I know I know where Mike's going on. I, on it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, I think we in the last podcast we pretty much predicted the front six, um, somewhat. You know, the two in midfield and Ramsey ahead of them, and the front three, um, where the defense threw me off. You know, Mavropanos started, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I, I was happy with it. But then when I looked to my right, I see that Mustafi's at right back. And that's when it was doom and gloom for me because I don't like him in the team period. So to have him out of position, you know, in a position where we're very, we're, we're, we attack very well on the right-hand side. You know, we're, we're creating overlaps and whatnot. And having Mustafi there would limit that to some extent. But apart from that, I was happy with the lineup. I looked at it and I thought, you know what? At least these guys should get a draw, at the very least. But a draw wouldn't have been good enough. I Mike, know, what, I know. Mike, what did you make? Uh, yeah, I was pretty much the same as Manny. We we all predicted that, the front six, and obviously Leno being the keeper. But uh, seeing Mavropanos on the pitch, it was a relief in some respects. It's about time he got a game, but talk about throwing the poor lad in the fucking deep end. Yes, yeah, against, but he, against a team he, like Watford as well, who was coming riding, who was riding on the high. Well, he had a great game against Man United last season. So you know, they, we and it's on the back of that game that people were calling for him to get more game time this season. And you know, when when we were scraping the bottom of the barrel, we're thinking, why can't we get Maver- Maverick on the pitch? So towards the end of last season, he played a few games. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. 
And um, Shaka and Torreira in midfield are not necessarily our favoured, but probably our best partnership there. Mm. Yeah, no. you could say that. Say you, that. Say you disagree? Why? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not an overly big keen on Xhaka anyway. Um, <laughs> it, it's nice to see Torreira back in the team, obviously, back in the league rather than, say, team. So uh, what would you have done? Would you have dropped uh, maybe Ramsey alongside him and then had to play Ozil up front? Oh, well, see, we, I, I, we didn't I really want Ozil to start anyway. No. So, exactly. Yeah, there is there's twos and throws, I suppose, on that one. But I think Ramsey and Torreira would be a better suit than Xhaka and Torreira. Mm, we'll get used to Shaq and Torreira because that's what we got next season. Well, yeah, unless, we, unless we buy someone else. <laughs> so first half, boys. Um, well, it started. It's it started a bit hot and cold, but it went nuts for about two minutes. On the ninth minute, Aubameyang, um great uh, cross from. Ramsey, I think it was, uh, to Aubameyang. Just overshot Aubameyang slightly. And uh, he went chasing down that ball and chases the defender out to the right wing. Um, and the defender back passes to Foster. And rather than Aubameyang just standing there, he thought, fuck it, I'm going to chase after this. And he put, he put Foster under pressure. I'm, I think Foster knew where he was, but didn't know how quick he was closing down on him. And I just love that tenacity and the pressing and the poacher sort of type goal. I, a great goal, in my view. It, it, it's as good as a top bins goal, in my view. Yeah, because his endeavour got him that goal. You know, if he decided, like, I can't be bothered, you know, then he wouldn't have gotten that goal. I think it was um, one of the easiest goals he's ever going to score, you know, because all he had to do was run. Um, Foster did look at him. He saw him coming, but I think he underestimated him a little bit. He got way too comfortable. So um, I was happy with the goal. You know, there no complaints from me at all. I liked it. I like the fact that he hunted the keeper down. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, all good for me. But Bamiang looked 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 look, looked up for it, didn't you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, he did. Um, I was really impressed with him. I just, well, I think we'll probably get into it during the game, but I just think he was quite starved of. You know, I mean, throughout the match, he was quite starved of the ball. There wasn't really much going for him. But yeah, he did definitely you think, looked up for it. Did you not think he was dropping deep a little bit? Because there was a few times, like jumping ahead. I know we have got some other stuff to talk about, but just on the Abamang side of things. I was just looking at the highlights before we come on here and there's quite a few times that Awobi's up there on the corner of the box looking to put the ball into the centre on, on, onto the penalty spot or something like that and there was just nobody there. Yeah, I think I think he had to drop deep as well during the game because, uh, like I just said, he was quite starved in the way of getting the ball from someone so I think he maybe had to go looking for Went it. Back looking for it, yeah. Okay. So, about a minute later... <laughs> Troy, uh, Troy Deeney, he tried to rough up Torreira <clears throat> and um, Shaka didn't half wind up the ref and between the lino and the ref, um, Troy Deeney got a, a a red card. What did we make of it? First of all, did you think it was a red card? Uh, Mike, go first. How does his cojones look now? Oh, please. Don't, don't put that image in my head, man. It's too <laughs> early. It's too early for that. Um, did, sorry, what was you, the question did, again? Did, did you think? Did, sorry, I just sneezed. Did you think uh, it was um, a red card? I've got the sun just coming up, up over the hill behind me, and it's in my eyes, and it's just over making me the fucking far away. Yes, I did think it was a red card. Okay, uh, Manny, did you think it was a red card? Oh yeah, man. What's the name of that that villain in the Goonies? You know, the really ugly dude, Dean. There we go. Sloth. <laughs> Sloth, yeah, yeah. I mean, what Dini wanted to do, right? Hey, you is... guys. <laughs> <laughs> what you wanted to do was because to try and, and, and rough us up and see what happens. Except that you chose the smallest player on the pitch to try to rough up. And it backfired on him. For him to say, you know, to call, you know, Torreira a fucking pussy and then, then, you know, to say that the decision was an embarrassment. Listen, your arm went in the direction, you know, of Torreira's face, whether it was forearm or it was elbow, it doesn't matter. The ball was gone, you know, so there was no need for it. He, he was way too hyped. He was way too up for it. And that cost him. I don't feel sorry for him. I don't give a fuck what he calls us. I don't care what he says about the officials. He's an idiot. You cost your team three points. See you later. 
What he comes what? from Uruguay. He made Troy Deeney cry. Torreira. Deeney, man. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, me and Mike were talking just beforehand, and I, I said to Mike, I actually didn't think on the face of it. Um, I've seen a few replays, and I, I get where people are coming from, but um, I didn't think it was a red card. I thought it was more a yellow card. Um, no, really? and I remember saying to you, if Torreira still had the ball then yeah, maybe could have got away with the yellow. But the fact mm. that the ball had gone, what, 10, 15 yards away from Torreira at the time uh, and a forearm to the face, it's, it's a straight red. And I think the fact that he's five foot tall also made a difference because if he was a little bit taller, um, I don't think Deeney would have been able to do that without raising his arm an awful lot higher because mm. he didn't have to raise his arm that much. He just had to like flame Well, that, that's the risk you have to take if you're going to be a dickhead. That's what happens to you. Yeah, that's what you get. No sympathy, man. Mm. The rest of the second half, uh, uh, first half, did mm. did you see much in it? To be honest, it was it, it was a, it was a tough, tough watch. Um, I watched the highlights back, and it looked so so much more exciting than the actual game. Um, we had a, a few opportunities just before half time. I think uh, who was it? Just kept, oh, oh, totally forgot. Uh, Cathcart actually on the 19th minute had a mm. shot um, and that was down to um, Shaka, very very poor positioning in the box, lost his man and uh, the ball came to Cathcart and Leno made a great save, Leno made quite a few good saves uh, in, in, in the game didn't you think? Yeah, Leno was good. he was really good Leno was really good, he was sharp you know and it's, it's no surprise to me that you know Shaka fallen asleep Almost cost us a goal, but apparently we missed him. So, yeah. Anyway, no, <laughs> Leno was great, man. Like he's 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 only gonna get better. Um, he had like one sloppy moment, you know, when Gray was closing him down, like in the opening minutes, um, which kind of rushed his clearance. But apart from that, no, he he was solid, good saves, um, and some of the times he had nothing to do. So, but no, he was sharp the whole game, and. And I think defensively we were, we were okay. You think, for once, it just seemed like the forward line was where we were lacking firepower a little bit. And defensively, we we, we didn't look well drilled, but we looked semi-organised with four at the back and 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 the two in front. I guess. I mean, come on, it was. It was a terrible match, man. It was so bad. I mean, it was. You'd think it's then fu- this is it's fucking like, hard to try and talk about it for twenty minutes, isn't it? <laughs> it really is, man, because it was terrible. I mean, it, to be fair, right? And people will say, you know what, the, the result, you know, the three points matter more, which is I totally agree with. To be honest with you, had this been in the eleven versus eleven and we won the game in that fashion, nobody would complain. But it was the fact that Waffle went down to ten men and we had an opportunity to score, you know, two three goals um, in this game, you know, to improve our goal difference, but. The mentality, and this is something that we spoke about last the last podcast. There's there wasn't that ruthless mentality in the, in the team. It was, the passing was slow, it it was sideways. We were going backwards. There was no real intensity or cutting edge. The only player that was creating, you know, and and going forward, was Iwobi, in the whole game. You know, created what five seven chances, and all of them were blazed over or they missed. It was it was just a sloppy. Well, we had, we had six shots on target. We had yeah, with uh, with nineteen shots on goal, uh, six of which were on target. Oh um, God, that uh, makes it sound even worse than what I thought it was. Uh, Watford <laughs> had eleven shots and three on target. So you know, with sixty six percent percent possession away from home, you would expect that having um, eleven v ten. But it didn't look like that, did it? I I don't know. I just felt like Watford were at us all the time. They were. I think they, you know, they, they would have been so up for it had Dini stayed on that pitch, you know. And then I worry, you know, for what the outcome of the match would have been. But we can't really, you know, dwell on that because that's not what happened. What happened was our performance was garbage. It was uninspiring. I couldn't wait for the, for the game to be over so I can just go to bed. It was that bad, you know. But three points is three points, and we move on. But we, and we, we went, better we, play better than that. I was going to say, well, we've all been saying for a while that we need to start winning these ugly games. Yeah, yeah. And this I'm, one was definitely an ugly game. Yeah, it well, was ugly. Yeah. It got less ugly once Didi went off the pitch, didn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> so so I half... just point out as well that Hughes is one dirty bastard. Yeah, you said that, didn't you, just beforehand? So what what makes you say that then? Well, who did he plough through? He's pl- he ploughed through Mkhitaryan. He ploughed through Ramsey two or three times. Who else did he plough through? As well? I can't remember who else. I think he had a dig at Torreira at one point as well after the D- after Dini. The amount of, amount of people he's ploughed through, he's starting to sound a bit like Manny, isn't he? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Looking> dear. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, half-time, we're going 1-0. Uh, a clean sheet, uh, which is good. We're rarely going in, going in with a clean sheet at half-time this season. Ozil came on for Torreira, um, and Ramsey drops, drops back alongside Shaka. Did you think that was a good move? Was that because he had an injury or was nursing that little knock he had taken the other day? Or was that with Thursday in mind? I think that was down to Torreya being a bit of a fucking animal in the first half. He was he, he again was... Yeah, I think he was hyped up for the match as well. And he, he seemed to be getting... A, you know what I mean? I think, I think he was maybe one tackle away from getting a booking. Okay. Okay, so it was it was more sensible tactics than possibly injury management and game management. Either that, I don't think it was down to an injury. I think it was either that or down to tactics and the fact that they went down to ten men and obviously coming on to the second half. I think it was probably primed for a decent Özil to turn up. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, he he was okay. I, I I've, he won though. I don't I don't even think he did anything, did he? He didn't do a lot, but he passed he was, sideways a lot. We've done a lot of that across the whole team. I think he was okay. Okay is okay for him away from home. We're normally mm. saying he's shit. That's mm. my point. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, I'm not buying it, man. <laughs> Go no, on. I'm not buying it. We poked okay, the lion. <laughs> okay is not good enough, man. It's not. I'm sorry. Especially against a Taman Watford. This is prime for Ozil. You know what I mean? Space to operate. The game's not tight. You know, he can look up and pick his passes. I forgot he came on. You know what I mean? It took about until the 80th, 85th minute when he chased, you know, Cabaselli back and then fouled him um, right in front of our bench. I was like, oh, shit, Ozil's on again. You know what? did nothing. I I had the same thought about Ramsey until... It's only when I look back to the highlights, but I I remember seeing Ramsey come into shot on a a close-up. I think just before half time, and yeah. I turned around. I was I was watching it with uh, one of the guys from Arsenal fans forum, James Killigrew, and um, he. Uh, I turned around to him and said, "I didn't even know Ramsey was playing." He said, "He's just like anonymous." Well, most of the players were anonymous. The only one I did notice was Awobi. And fifty six minutes in, um, Awobi breaks to give a great cross to Mkhitaryan. He should have scored then, and a minute later on on fifty seven minutes. Mkhitaryan was a bad cool. game. Oh. I don't understand what's 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 with him. He's he's he really is. I think he epitomizes Arsenal home and away really, um, because when he came back from his from his injury, he was he was fit, he was firing, he was he was on it. Then the international break happens, and I don't know what the hell they did over there in Armenia. What kind of voodoo they put on him? But he's come back being the Mkhitaryan from earlier in the season. He's mm. sloppy, weak, and, and wasteful. And, Oh God, he had three good chances. Uh, one from from the Aerobic cross, which is good as, which he should have scored. We can say Foster made a good save. Then the other two just blazed on wide and blazed on over. I was like, for fuck's sake, just get off the pitch, man. He was he was terrible. Yeah, is I think big... I think the crowd at one point were calling for Lacazette to come on. Is is it because the position he was played in out there? Uh, when he's performed really well for us is when he's come in in that number 10 role in, in behind the front line rather than mm-hmm. out on one of the wings. Do, is it is it that? No. Come on. No. One of his best games for us was away to the scum and he played on the right. Yeah, you true. Know what I mean? The majority of the season he's been playing out on the right. It's just... that That is his preferred position because that's what he played for Dortmund, wasn't it? So... Yeah, he he was on the right for Dortmund, and then he would come in and be in that number 10 role. You know, he would cut inside quite a bit. He was just bad. You know, he put in a couple of decent crosses. That's the only good thing he did in the game. He, he oof. yeah, not the not the time to be, you know, out of form, mate. Oof. And we nearly got undone by their number eleven, is a Messina, uh, with a wonder shot, beating the keeper. Um, and the only thing that saved it was the corner, um, the corner of the uh, the corner corner post of the, of of the goal, uh, where the upright meets the crossbar. 
would have been would have been a, a corker of a goal, and probably um, Watford deserved something out of the game, but fuck them. Um, Maitland Niles then later on uh, had a great in- interception, goal line interception. Keeper again was beaten, um, and uh, Maitland Niles uh, clears clears the ball. Just I think that was about eighty minutes in. Yeah, uh, what a tackle that was. Yes, mm. Maitland Niles had a good game. He did when he come on. Yeah, yeah. I think he's growing in stature over the last four or five games. I think he's probably he's probably better when he starts than when he comes on. I think, don't you? His confidence is growing. I think. Yes, I hope he carries on. I really hope he carries on. I, I hope he he really. We all know that that you know centre midfield in this is his position, but if he can really find some consistency and some growth in that role, you know, out on the right back and right wing, whatever, we could have a serious player there. He just needs confidence. He needs minutes. He needs consistency. But there's a player in there, and it was very um. You know his his awareness that you know damn I need to get in there, you know was was awesome. And if it weren't for him, we would have conceded. He he's a bit of a Swiss Army knife, isn't he? Because you can play him on the wing and send him flying forward and putting crosses and balls in, and then he can drop back and defend like like he did in 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 that situation. So very 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 versatile player. So. Uh, one of the other things I had on here was Iwobi again, uh, but a, a lovely cross into Abamyang on the fifty-second minute, and it was just short of um, Abamyang's boot. He just couldn't stretch that far. That could have been it, two 0 and game over. That's all it needed. One more goal. Yeah, and you know what's fun? What's funny to me, right? Had um, Bugeyes had a game like Iwobi did, everybody would be going crazy. Everybody would be talking about how Ozil had a magnificent game and he created all these all his these chances, but because it was Iwobi, right, and because he he was our best outfield player, people are still looking to to pick at him and 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 criticize him and and hate on him, and I don't understand why. I, the guy I was with last night watching the football started off. I can't stand Iwobi. Can't stand Iwobi. I said, No, watch. Look, there's but another another good cross in. Look, look at the runs he's making. He does overplay some things and he does dance around the ball a little bit. He does try a nutmeg. He does try and overplay it sometimes. And he done a bit of that last night. But by the end of it, um, the guys come along saying, Actually, no, Wobby's playing all right for a change. Everyone has to put a butt in. Rather yeah, than I, don't, give... I, I don't get it, bro. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand what they expect from from the boy. You know what I mean? I'm I'm guessing they're looking around and they're seeing the Sterlings and the Marleys and whatnot, and they're expecting that. But who is anyone to say that these players are not good? Well, he's not Arsenal quality. When some of the players that we've had in the last few years are not Arsenal quality, and yet they're getting a lot more love than they will be. Is I, I don't get it, bro. Gwendozy. Oh, don't start with. Gwendozy. I'm not going to start. He had a don't breakaway sh- breakaway shot on the 88th minute. <sighs> I thought he was all right when he come on. Yeah, he, he, I was he, worried about him to be honest, especially with a team like Watford and and the way the game was going as well. I thought he would struggle really badly, but I thought he had a, quite a good game when he came on. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I was only, it was only you know using. I, mean? it, it was, ti- I was, was just trying using to go timing for, yeah, to mind. He was trying to push forward. He was, he was putting in some tackles. He was putting in some, uh, trying to get in some blocks as well, which I was finding in our in throughout the game as well. A lot of our midfield players, especially Xhaka. Um, especially when Torreira sorry come off and Xhaka was the more defensive minded midfielder um, he wasn't really closing anyone down he just sort of does what he normally does and bends over looks like a fucking duck and uh, starts <laughs> quacking at him rather than bloody closing him down he, he just sort of like stands there and watches him it's like well they're on the edge of our box mate get your, get your foot stuck in come on please yeah Torreira and in fairness Guendouzi not as good as Torreira in do, doing that, but very, very, no, very good at just doing very simple. Um, well, this is it. It's breaking not, up play. Well, you know, Torreira's been playing that position. How old is Torreira? 25, 26? Six, 26, yeah. And then uh, you got Gwen Newsy at 19. Torreira's 23. Oh, he's 23, isn't he? Yeah, sorry. Apologise. <laughs> Well, it, you know what I mean? He, you've got, yeah, so okay. you've got, you got Torreira who's been playing in that position for most of his career. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, he's only 23. I thought he was 26. No, are we signed? Did we sign him for twenty six then? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the difference between him and, and Guendouzi, Guendouzi, Torreira just like you saw it um, 
against uh, at the weekend. Uh, sorry, against Napoli, he just comes up alongside. It doesn't matter how big the uh, the opposition player is, he comes up alongside him and just muscles him off the ball and takes the ball away. Well, really that's really why I said he was an animal. He doesn't give a shit who he was. Yeah, he's going uh, where, for you. Guendouzi, with his flamboyant way and style, um, seems to go in and, and, and flounce around a little bit more and then can leave himself open to a trailing arm or whatever uh, and, and give a free kick away, where Torreira is just that little bit better and better in that, in that area, in my opinion. Well, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Mm. I mean, Torreira, is the, he's, he's the more defensive-minded player, and I think in the long run, Guendouzi will you know, play alongside him, to play the Xhaka also of, um, because, you know, he's got a range of passing, he's got a tiny turn of pace that can get him away from players. He just needs to bulk up and he, he needs to, to stop overplaying most of the time. And then I think we have a player, you know. I, 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 I'm so looking forward to watching Gwendouzi. Um Maybe not necess- necessarily next season, but the season after. By the time, as you say, he's bulked up, he's learned the Premier League a bit more. Um, I, th- I think he will be a cracker for player. For all my uh, sort of criticism, it, I, I, I still think he's a great player. He's just, he's just raw at the minute, uh, but has improved immensely over the season that he's been here. So, fi- final score uh, was 1-0. Arsenal kept the first clean away clean sheet in the Premier League on the 16th time of asking. Can you um, believe that? It's just absolutely... Oh. It's crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, and, and and to think, like we, we I think we'd won, uh, before this game, we'd won one away game in the previous nine in the Premier League. Yeah. And you just look at our home form, we'd won 10 out of 10. If we'd won just two or three, well, how how important was uh, the penalty miss that uh, Aubameyang had against Spurs? Oh. He, you know... Two uh, that was that would have put us two one lead. Uh, we would have been two points. We'd, we'd be th- firmly in third. There would be no argument whatsoever about us probably getting into the uh, top four because Chelsea are out of this race in my view, and Man United are hanging on as we are. So it's between us and United for that fourth spot. I think we still can get third if things go our way. But you know, I think you got to remember the Spuds have got Man City next twice. And well, they're going to get yeah, smashed one twice. Them, one's in the league, one's in Champions League. <clears throat> Man, mm. I mean, when you go back to, to previous away games, I'm thinking Palace away. I was there. Um, uh, Brighton away. Um, where West else? West Ham away. I think West I was Ham. there when we actually won at Huddersfield. Yeah, I was there when we won at Huddersfield. I yeah, and even that was... Yeah. One, yeah, that was an awful watch. Even even Chelsea away, you know what I mean, where we could have just you know taken the draw... You know, and it was the Southampton away as well. Ugh, we've had so many games, right, away from home where it's like, if we had that little bit more, we could have gotten over, over the line. United away, you know what I mean? But it was just, oh, I don't know. I'm hoping this gets sorted next season. We, we need players with a different mentality because we saw last night that there is a mentality issue with this team that even with with you know you're playing opponents with 10 men and still slow and, and there's no real cutting edge you know i'm thinking what would you know the cities and the liverpools would have done to watford and had they been in that position you know we need that that mentality that cutthroat mentality which we I, don't have at the minute i agree but also abamyang has just got his first away go away goal since Brighton on Boxing Day Jesus Uh, seven games on the road in all competitions without scoring for Arsenal can I just point out as well for Aubameyang who's you know what I mean more than often come off the bench or sometimes not even played he's still what is he second third highest goal scorer in the league so far he got a lot of those early on yes but he's still oh yeah but just yeah yeah, to say that the guy is you know what I mean the guy's hardly played in some respect, you know what I mean? He's either come off the bench or he hasn't played at all and he's still up there in the top three of the goal scorers. is some achievement. Mm, mm, definitely, definitely. Uh, boys, who would, who would your man of the match be? Oh, this was a tough one for me. Mm-hmm. I, for I, was torn, I was torn between... I'm torn between Leno and Iwobi. Yeah, I went for Leno with Iwobi a close second. 
I, I, I was going to go Aubameyang as he was goal scorer, but it will be it definitely is in mention in dispatches. So just on the basis, I, I love the pressurized poacher goal. I, I, I'm going to Aubameyang. Yeah, I'll go with Wellby. Wellby. Uh, what we got Thursday night then? So, um, a prediction league before we go on there. Uh, 2 1 was for Arsenal by myself, Mike, and the guests. So we get a point. And Manny predicted we'd get a loss, but I had a word with the referee, made sure Troy Deeney was sent off. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, got, you got no points. So the, the guests and the mics are catching you up there on 38 points. You're on 40. And guess what? I'm on 46. Yeah, no one cares, bruv. Look. I do. I get my fresh air trophy at the end of it. <laughs> we need to start putting a prize on to like at the end of this, or forfeit for the guy who has the lowest points. You know something. <laughs> well, we will have to change the format for next year because there's all of us in it. So we'll just do it. It'll come down show. to it'll come down to a drink or something like that because there's loads of alcoholics in our group. Uh, there, that is true. Well, the convicts are worse. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's between you and the convict. Well, I'm a Kraken head now. You do know that. Oh, listen, and, I've, and I commend you for that because Kraken is so good. Oh, it's beautiful. It is so good. However, you are still the biggest wino on this podcast. <laughs> and it's going to take Max a lot to dethrone you. I don't care what he does. I don't care how much he drinks. You're the man when it comes to the to the beers and shit, man. Championi, 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 something. You wino. <laughs> Okay, so um, Napoli on Thursday, eight o'clock um, over in Naples. What lineup uh, do we do? do? Do you start Ozil? Or do you do nope. sim- no. do you, I'd have a very similar lineup to what we had tonight. Probably with Lacazette on and Abamyang maybe for Abamyang for for Mkhitaryan. Yeah, I think we play the two together. Do you I do four four two? I'd I'd be more inclined to do a three five two. Okay. Um Monreal, Kashoni, Socrates, Mate Lanaus, Kalasanak, do a Jaka Torreira, uh Ramsey, and then Obama Yang and Lacazette up top. Also can sit down because we all know like what he's like away from home, so Is he Dennis Burkamp in disguise? He just can't travel. Ooh, that's, don't that, do that. That, that's blasphemy, isn't it? That yeah, is blasphemy. That is blasphemy. Sorry. That's forgive me. terrible. Ooh. Forgive me for I have How sinned. How dare you put him in oh, his shoes? Oh, man. Red card. <laughs> Red card offence. Jesus. Thank you. You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible, man. It's a fact, though. He can't travel. Yeah, but Burkamp had a genuine reason. It was just a pussy. That's why. Mm, yeah. So, uh, w- what's their main threat to us? Signe, Milik, Callahan, uh, Allen, who played in centre midfield, he wasn't in the game at all. But you got to watch him, you know. Um, and Mertens I think they're quite as well. deadly as well. Yeah, he is a little midget, <laughs> but he's he's deadly, man. You let him in behind, yeah, you're in trouble. So they've got weapons. Um, we just need to score. That's all we need to do. We need to score, and I think the first. 20, 30 minutes, we really need to manage this game. No fucking about. If the ball's in a dangerous area, clear it. Don't be stupid, you know, because we've saw their threats at the Emirates. They're going to be twice as up for it. And that crowd? Jesus. Yeah, this is why I feel that we need to play both Aubameyang and Lacazette. We need to get that early. We need to get an early goal, really. Yeah, I, I was going to say that was the next question. Do we need to score out there? I, 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 I definitely think we do. Yeah, well, yeah. It's only two nil. It is achievable for them to pull that back, uh, especially with them being at home. I do also think like this is where I think we need to get that away goal. Yes, yes. No, I agree. I agree. That away goal kills the game. Yeah, yeah it definitely. kills the game and it kills the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be quite hostile. I, I you know, oh, it's definitely going to be hostile. I, 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 I admire the guys that are going out there. You know, because Naples is a is an old old city anyway. It's meant to have a, a bit of an edge to it. I've never been, but it's it's meant to have a bit of an edge to it at the best of times. But add in football and Italian ultras 
and Stanley knives in their pockets and stuff like that. You know, I it's not a place I'd fancy going. I'd love to have a pizza out there, but not. Isn't it notorious for like Gomorrah that they're um the branch of like the mafia or something? Like I know they, it's you know they've got it's a real mafia stronghold out in mm. Naples. So to the guys who are going out there, man, you got hmm, you better be on your p's and q's, man, because these these. These guys out there, they don't fuck about. Nope. Okay, they do not fuck about. So don't go to Naples acting all British, because you will get fucked up out there. Yeah, well, just be safe, boys. Be safe. This uh, is it. It, well, we just had yesterday, was it the 30th anniversary of Hillsborough, you know, where 96 people went to a football game and didn't come home. Um, and I just, whatever about justice for the 96 and all that movement that Liverpool had and whether you you know found it annoying or not annoying or justified or what whatever the case it's the fact that some and and it happened to two lead supporters who went out to uh italy a few years back they go to a game of football and uh not to come back you know it's absolutely fucking ridiculous so yeah, be, this is it i mean when roma went to liverpool uh last season wasn't it like the same thing you know like they just they're, they're, they're I, can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but he he actually appeared in public for the first time. There was a charity match for him. Yeah. Uh, the guy who got his head kicked in. Yeah. Um, Irish they're guy. Why differently out there, man? You know, they they don't care. You know, what I mean, they they don't care that you that you come to support your team. For them, you're the enemy. You know what I mean? And if they if they could if they, they want to hurt you, they will. You know, so just be on your p's and q's out there. To those who are listening and those who are going out there. Score predictions, boys. Should I go first? Ooh. Yeah, please. Yeah, go on. Okay, because I always take the advantage of going last. Uh, I'm going for a 1-1 draw to the Arsenal. Or a 1-1 draw to Naples, whichever way you want it. It's a draw. <laughs> Just a draw. Um, I was thinking of the 1-1 draw as well. I was as well. Um, uh, oh, God, I'm going to go 2-1 to Napoli. I think we'll score, but they don't get back in the game. Oh, that still puts us through. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to stick with a 1-1 one, yeah. one draw. And the convict, we have sent you a message. Uh, get your score prediction in. <laughs> I love how everyone calls him convict, man. <laughs> Thanks for that, Johnny. See, listen. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I thought I started that one. It's not fucking another one Johnny's nicked, is it? No, it's not you. It's definitely no, Johnny. it was Johnny who said it first, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. You just like to take credit for everyone. I do, I do, <laughs> I do, I do. That's 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 my job, isn't it? So, it is. no, it's not, man. You're supposed to be the humble. You're supposed to be the humble one, right? The humble but host who takes credits for everyone's ideas. Thank you. I, I I just gave you that line, Mike. I just typed it in here for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Liverpool, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea were fucking shocking. Oh, Chelsea got absolutely <laughs> battered. Good. It Good was... vindication, mate. Oh yeah. I uh, listen. I wanted a draw in that game because I wanted both teams to drop points. I don't want Liverpool winning the the, the league, um, but to see Chelsea get smashed like that, and yeah, the vindica- vindication with Mo Salah getting a screamer for goal after the uh, the terrorist bombing song or whatever it was, uh, was good. I saw some off the game, not all of it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good result. And Man United versus West Ham. We were oh. we were around friends' house for dinner on Saturday night, and we had this on on the iPad. That's that's really good dinner dinner. Company. We're sitting around the table, and on the, in, the, in the middle of the table is an iPad. So it's fucking bad news. But uh, um, I thought West Ham were so so unlucky. They should have won that game, and they were robbed by shit officials. shit or yeah. officialing. Yeah, officials again. Again, that that the, the first penalty, right? If that's a penalty, then any contact in the box is a penalty, right? When Leno pushed Gray, people were saying that, oh, you know, he he was running the risk. What? I mean, come on, come on! It was soft, and then they had a perfectly good goal ruled out for offside because again, Linos don't know how to do their jobs. The quicker VAR comes in to help these refs, the better. But there's a deep-seated issue with them. I don't think they're being. I don't know what sort of training they do, but it sucks. Who? In what sense? 
Oh, that, the, 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 the officials? Yeah, man. I don't know what sort of training they do. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not but up on the, what referees, you know... They didn't used to train do, many but... years ago, and then they went professional probably about five or six years ago, maybe mm. li- even a little bit longer, and now they do train uh, three or four days a week. So they do train like professional athletes. But most of these guys... Uh, they, look at the, um, the Lionel in the Watford game. Mm. He he was a hefty fella. Okay, I'm not saying he was carrying on a beer belly like me, but he was a hefty fella. He was grey haired, so he's late forties, probably fifty years of age. Th- these are all in the main older guys that do all this officiating. Wouldn't it be? It's just it's just coming to my head a bit. Wouldn't it be an idea to maybe get a player that probably hasn't made it as a player but understands the rules? Uh, you know, that's worked through. I don't know, uh, and maybe a, an Arsenal academy player that hasn't made it and get them and say look you're not going to make it as a footballer but what about getting you into the refereeing circles and try and get younger players into the top flight earlier man nobody wants to be an official you know it's not exactly great advertisement it's like hey be a referee be a linesman nobody wants to be those guys it's decent money they get 60 60 grand plus and then yeah 60 yes. grand and a whole lot of abuse from 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 prima donna players and dickhead fans like this is like, 60 grand's danger money isn't it it is i mean <laughs> don't get me wrong i get it you know like you want you want guys who can go up and down and you know who are a bit fitter and whose eyesight is you know a lot better than some of these guys <laughs> but being an official is not an attractive proposition everybody wants to be you know at the, the higher echelons of being a footballer being the being a, a an official is is the bottom of the barrel for some people you know what i mean and with with the introduction of VAR next season, do you know that um, VAR in Europe and in um, in the World Cup they had those silly screens by the side of the pitch? Yeah. But um, we're not going to have those next season. Apparently, we're, we're literally going to have what we had um, in I think it was the FA Cup or something, where it literally goes to his earpiece, goes back to the guy, the the guys in the sky, and. That's it. They make the decision, and then the referee has to go. Okay, you're looking at it. I'm not. I'll just take your word for it. And then the ref, they are going to change the ref's mind, not asking the ref to relook at it and and make sure are you comfortable with the decision you've made. Like I said on the last podcast, it's going to be one man jerking off in a van. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> There's actually three of them in there, by the way. So well, that's an awful what? image. Well. Uh, I'm not going uh, into that bit. Nope. No. I was. I was going to make a. a no, best move on, move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs and Huddersfield was the other game that I had written down Boo. here. I, no, my comment was, are the Terriers the worst team since when? Since They're, Derby County, man. That's exactly what I had. I, I didn't Jeez. want to write it down to... <laughs> but, yeah, Derby. Are they worse than Derby? I don't know, but they both suck. They both suck. I think Derby County like had the lowest points total. Don't quote me on that. I know Derby would Terrible. I think we beat them like six nil twice. Was it six nil? What were they Emirates? They didn't six one away, six one or six two, whatever it was. They were shit. And Huddersfield aren't too far behind. The thing is they had a good manager in Wagner, right? Who 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 was trying and who got them wins against, you know, United and who made them tough to play last season. Then who's the Joker that they've got now? I don't even know his fucking name, but yeah, they're shit. German guy, isn't he? They're Another rubbish, team. man. Go back to the championship. I hope they stay there for a while. These teams frustrate me so much. All right, this, the teams that come up, they frustrate me because they they just lay down. That's exactly what Huddersfield did. They lay down. They didn't try to play. It was ugh, whatever. Just back to the championship. You go. They're after that parachute pay. Well, they, they they do get they get. Premier League money for two years and then they get half money for another two years so uh, the idea being that they can manage their wage structure obviously I would have thought all their contracts now have if you drop down you take a 50% pay cut So, but it still would be decent money for the championship but by getting that par- parachute money gives them the ability to compete in the championship to try and get back up again because if you go down the, the slide is fucking quick look at Sunderland yeah but who cares about Sunderland and the part look of at Stoke uh, but yeah, with Stoke, fucking hell, I'll open the trap door. Keep yeah. it, yes, and keep it open. Keep yeah. it open. Keep it open, mate. Yeah, we we have the Guna debate, and probably following on from that VAR referee decision, um, Mike sent through one. Our refs going to be the instigators for teams this year, like in, like, to do with the title race, the top four battle. Mike, expand. Uh, yeah, well, 
we all know what's going on with the referees at the minute and how shocking the officials have been with the linos and the referee. Um, it just makes me think, especially watching the Man, Man United-Watford game, what I was trying to say was, are they going to be, yeah, the instigators in where, who's going to end up where this season? Are, are silly decisions by the referees yeah, going to skew, much, yeah, basically, skew the table? Uh, are they going to fuck things up, basically? Well, the, the only thing I'd say on that, I suppose, is um, we've all got shit referees, so it, it, it's a level playing field. It's like the rub with the green. But I think this scenario. year has probably been the worst year that I can think of for officials and being the way they are. Not Graham Poland three yellow cards. Well, there is that, I suppose. <laughs> That's one match. Yeah, I know, but I, I'm, but then when you look, point, you, if you can guarantee every week uh, there's either one or two absolute ridiculous calls on officials. I, I, I can go back to an international game, Ireland versus France. Tier Henry for the love oh, God. of God, will you give it a rest? Yeah, that's this not guy. that's not as good as a Sheffield United. Uh, Sheff, yeah, Sheffield United uh, game that was brilliant. That the, the official and that was terrible. Which uh, one was that? Is who, that did, who did Sheffield United is, play? I can't remember who they played now. Wigan, I think. Is that okay. the ghost goal? You are sorry? Was that the ghost goal? No, that, the ghost goal wasn't the... Was, uh, no, it was on this at weekend. Man United. Oh, it was this weekend? Yeah, it was this weekend. Um, who was it? Oh, it was Millwall, sorry. Um, <laughs> one of the players, the goalkeeper was way off his line and one of the players went and did a diving save <laughs> and saved it with his hands. He got a red card, which was... Well, how it should be, but uh, throughout the game as well, there were some really, really dodgy decisions. The goal goal, there was one goal that went under the net and came out the other side on the corner, and the, and the goal was never given. And there was also that one where Roy Carroll was in goal at Old Trafford. Oh, for, yeah. Was it Tottenham or West Ham? I think it was, it was, it was the scum. Yeah, and he was like four foot behind the line, and the goal wasn't given. So, uh, hmm. We shouldn't, <laughs> in theory. Fabian Bartels have... used to do that a lot. God, he was terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he was terrible. Like I see that that egghead. Then he was so short as well. <laughs> he was shit. Wasn't he? I'd like a statue <laughs> unveiled of him at Highbury. Did he do a pulling his shorts up into his own net? I can't remember. Was that him? He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can swear he did it like a, a throw, like a spin round throw, when he threw it in the back of his own net. That I, wouldn't I, surprise I, I, me. I just remember I, I was watching Man United with my brothers and my dad. So it was a good, good few years ago at our old house. And uh, we were near Highbury at the time. And I could hear Highbury from my back garden. So I used to have the back door open and we watch it on the telly. And when Bartes, it might have been that he'd done some fucking huge cock up. But I just rem- remember him standing there, both his hands on his knees. And then he just pulls yeah. his shorts up. And it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it could well be that fuck up that you're talking about, Mike. It could be. So... Um, what else have we got on here? We had, uh, regardless of how the season ends, does Emery deserve a contract extension in the summer? He was signed on a three-year contract, so he's got two years left. Why was give him an extension, years? Manny? Yeah, it was a three-year contract. What? I think it was two years. No. I still think he deserves a. I still think he deserves a pay rise anyway. Uh, he will get a big bonus if he gets us into the top four, and he'll probably his wages will go up. I still think he deserves it because you look at you know a lot of the players that he's improved. You look at what he is trying to instill in some of these players. Um, he's not getting you know the credit he deserves. Apart from Gary Neville yesterday, right? Who who seems to be the only pundit, right, with half a brain, and that's saying a lot considering. It's how very difficult to say as well, isn't it? It is, you know. But he's the only one who's given Emery any semblance of credit. You know, everybody else is just, you know, they don't talk about the fact that we are in the top four race with this squad and that we are where we are in, in, in the Europa League. They just bypass them. They don't give them any credit, which is fine. But I think that, you know, in the summer, regardless of where we end up, you know, he deserves a he deserves a bonus, man. He deserves a pay rise. He will get a bonus based on league position. He'll get an extra bonus if he gets us into the Champions League. Would I give him an extension on his contract? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, not that I don't have any uh, that, uh, lack of confidence in the guy. I think he's doing a good job. I would wait till see how he gets on at the end of next season and then possibly give him an extension. 
uh, and give them a rolling year or something like that because that would keep them on two years. So I wouldn't give them an extension just yet. Mike? I'd give them an extension. On what basis? Just... Well, I think, you know, honestly, with the team that is had and where we are that so far this season, fighting for top four, and it, I, I honestly think he has done wonders considering we're above Chelsea and Man U who have spent stupid amounts of money on teams mm-hmm. and quite possibly have got some of the best players in the league. I'd say Chelsea probably only got one. Uh yeah, no. I, so, I, 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 to be where I, he is now, yeah, I, I think he deserves some. He deserves something. I mean, look at this. Like the the previous manager got a year, you know, got pay rises for absolutely shambolic seasons. So, with that in mind, I think the man deserves a you know better terms on his deal. If you agree with Manny, drop us um. Drop us a tweet or a message on Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Guns and Ribbons. On Facebook, we're at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I put something in the comments of, of uh, whatever platform you're listening on. Um, Toby, uh, I can never say his fucking so, Yeah, twenty-five million by nope. clause to us. No, no. Soul Campbell Part Two. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. We can oh, do I'd better. Love than I'd that. love it for shits and giggles anyway. And he's no. decent. No man, no. The Tongans keeping him out of the uh, team. No, I think there's more to it because even he can, Vertonghen can play on uh, the, is it right back and centre back? And uh, Toby is, I think he's the right off at the centre pairing. But I think when he said he wanted to go last season and they wouldn't sell him um, and they wanted over 50 million for him, he downed tools. And I think uh, the manager ha- doesn't particularly like him. Uh, yeah, I think he's a very, right. I think he's a very very good player. He's got no loyalty to Spurs on that basis. Um, and if we could have one over them and have a decent, cent- I'd have him instead of Mustafi. I tell if you, he what, was why- a couple of years younger. He's I'd, only thirty. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, you we've got, four we've years got Koscielny like. still. We've got Socrates. Koscielny's on his last year of his contract, and he's <clears> fucked. Yeah, no, but I think that's no. twenty five million we could spend elsewhere Somewhere or else. put towards. Well, when we spend thirty five on a player like Mustafi, that is different regime. Listen, that that twenty five million you're talking about can get us a decent, up and coming defender to come with mind. no Premier League experience. I don't we've got, care. We, we've got some of those. We've got Rob Holding. We've got Mavropanos. Okay. But that's not. You're not exactly going to get resale value for the world, are you? At twenty-five million, that's that's a free player almost these days. Nah, man. Listen, like we're in a position where we can't be spending twenty-five mil on thirty-year-olds. That's not exactly gonna. It's not improvement, is it? It's not taking us anywhere because again, we will have like a, an overpaid thirty-year-old on our books and that we can't get rid of. No. Hmm. Just, I think just, Johnny once said it, didn't he? We don't want someone else's cast-offs. But he's not necessarily cast-offs. He um, is if he isn't playing. I think, as don't I get said, me wrong, I think he, he is a good player. He, he is a hell of a defender. I'm, I'm not denying that at all. I just I just think that £25 million could be better spent elsewhere. Okay, I'm, I'm afraid we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. We will. Yeah. Uh, Bird Leno... Um, Mike done um, an article for us for on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Um, is he the best keeper since Jens Lehmann? Our best keeper. Our best Jens keeper, Lehmann. yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. We've had some, some useless ones, man. Fabianski and then... And who else do we have? Ospino. Chesney. Chesney. I like Chesney. Oh, yeah, whatever. We know how you feel about Chesney, right? Almunia. We've had that yeah. argument. Almunia. <laughs> Jesus. I walked out, Jesus. I walked out of a game when Almunia when we against West Brom and <laughs> I walked out. He just fucking done my done my Sweden, honestly. That was it. Almunia was terrible. He was he, oh god, we've had some terrible keepers. Leno as well, he's got room for improvement for him. Not the finished article. Um there's still he needs to command his box a lot better. Um, he needs to come for crosses a lot better, you know, but 
for the style of play that Emery is trying to implement, we have the perfect keeper for that. And he's a good shot stopper as well, man. And I think, we, you know, in the last couple of months, we've really seen how good of a shot stopper he actually is. So, iron out the rough edges, you know, use some sandpaper on those rough edges, and we have a solid keeper on our hands. And for 19 mil, considering that the idiots over at Liverpool paid 70 mil for some over... Oh, Alisson's rubbish. I think it was 75 mil for Kepper as well at Chelsea. Yeah, it was. You see what I mean? Like, the money that's being spent on, on crusty goalkeepers. Like, Kepper and Alisson, I would not have them at Arsenal. No way. Kepper, I don't think, has been worth the money. Alisson, I think, is a decent keeper. I think he is a decent mm, keeper. Suspect. But, but I'll tell you what makes Alisson uh, an even better keeper is having Van Dijk in front of him. Um, yeah. And I think you say it in your article... Um, that Leno has performed very, very well with a suspect back three or four in front of him, and on that basis, I think I, I think you've got a, a really good shout to say he he, he is probably uh, one of the best better keepers we have had since Jens Leno. This is why I've said it, and this is why I've written the article because he has come down to a lot of criti- criticism because uh, similar to what what you were saying, Manny, about his a bit suspect to his crossing and mm. uh, commanding his box but I think that comes down I personally think that comes down to the fact that it's his first year in the Premier League um, and it's, it's a completely new uh, new environment to what it is from the Bundesliga and and as we were saying about shot stopping as well that we've seen over these past few games or since he's come on that it's got better throughout his time being in the goal and I think this is why he's kept Czech out of goal thank God for that yeah there is that, but we saw uh, it at Czech, Watford. Czech is an excellent keeper. We saw it at Watford. Was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, definitely was. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 well, no, no one's denying that. But this is why I think he's keeping Czech out this year, and it's Czech's retirement year. Yeah, he could have quite easily been if maybe if we didn't even have Leno, he could have been our number one keeper. If 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 we get to the Europa League final, who do you put in goal? Leno. Check. He's played Why? every. He's played pretty much every game in the Europa League. Right? So sentiment, sentimentality rather than the best side. It's not sentimentality. He's played the pretty much the whole competition. So you got to be consistent with it. Yeah, I suppose there is that. But you know, I think Leno played one game in the Europa League, one or two games. Czech has played pretty much all of them. So you have to like remain consistent. And imagine if it is against Chelsea. Just picture. <laughs> oh. I, th- I I think we can beat Chelsea if we get to the final. Because they're shit. Fuck Chelsea. They don't have a striker and they don't have a defence. They barely got a midfield, apart from my favourite, Kante. All the rest of them, they all suck. All right? And Hazard's <laughs> going anyway. Sarri would probably put Kante in goal, though, wouldn't he? He probably would. He'd put him everywhere else, but where he's meant to be. <laughs> they better keep him. Right? Mm. They better keep him. But just, just, just picture him. Just close your eyes and picture it. Awesome. We'll make it to Baku. It's us versus Chelsea. Checks in goal. He makes a string of good saves. Lacazette scores the winner. And Czech goes out on top against Chelsea. I love that image. <laughs> and then we have to think who are we bringing back in as keeper number two? Will it be Martinez? Would we go out and get somebody else? You I know? think we'll go out and get someone else. I think we should. So uh, Probably offload Martinez as well. Yeah, yeah. I just... A lot of people are saying Martin, uh, Martinez is having a really good season at what uh, Reading. Sorry, Reading. but yeah, if you go if you look at the actual table of the championship, it's not not great, is it? They're like they're nineteenth, and they have a goal difference of sixteen. Hmm. But that could to be the down people to the in front strikers. Of him. Yeah, well, but compared to a team that's in front of him in Birmingham City, are on a pretty much a downfall, a downward slope. It's, you know, well, Birmingham had um, was it five points deducted or nine, nine points deducted, didn't they, for um, financial fair play? Yeah, and put them just ahead of the drop zone. Thank you, Harry. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Harry, doing something a little bit, woo, a little bit more. Never, <laughs> never. Boys, we need to get out of here. Uh, thank you both for the early start. Remember, if you want to read that Bert Leno uh, uh, article, Mike's done it. It's on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Uh, there's some other articles on there that uh, my man Manny has said. Uh, what did I do that for? Um, <laughs> yeah, why? I don't know. I don't know. 
fucking idiot. Um, that Manny's done and, and Mike and uh, uh, Troy. There's a few of the guys uh, have done some bits and pieces on there, so have a read. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at GunsAndRibbons.com and on Twitter at GunsAndRibbons. We're also on the Instagram, but we don't do that very much. Uh, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Help the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.